Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. Now I'm David. And today on this episode this week, we've got uh, TikTok introducing a paywall for content that includes 20-minute videos, Spotify's AI DJ we want to talk about, and we'll wrap it up with the objective top 10 smartphones of 2022. No disputing the list. We'll get into that one too. It's fun, uh, but first, usually we leave our uh, our huge our huge breaking news segment for the middle of our video. But this, I think, this is the biggest it's news. Too to big, hit. probably yeah. the biggest story in twenty twenty three. Like we can't like bury the lead. Like if if people realize that we didn't talk about this at the top of the episode, like we're in trouble. Like this is yeah. the biggest story probably yeah. of our generation. Um, so let's just get right into it. A uh, new yellow iPhone fourteen. <laughs> this I I didn't see this coming. No. To be honest, we've gotten these like pale colors in the past of iPhones of like, what is it? We have the the midnight and purple. the starlight and there's a purple one. Yeah. Um, yellow really like just shook, shook the whole tech world up for a day there. It's I bold, figured. I think. Yeah, it's a, it's bold. a bold choice. I appreciate their bravery, but yeah, we have it. Yeah, you know, green, purple, that was expected. But as soon as the yellow hit, I just, I, I didn't know how to handle it. I had to, <laughs> yeah. I had to call my therapist to meet. Do you see the sides? The, the back is yellow, but the sides Don't, are like a different yellow. Yeah. What? Two? Yeah, dude, you got to watch the videos then. Well, it's was, incredible. So they, they invited a lucky couple YouTubers and people with cameras to point their cameras at it. And I'm amazed that the cameras like actually were able to capture what they saw. It's like, like a wider I, spectrum. Than, in real life, I wouldn't have believed it if I saw it. It was hard to tell eyes. through the tears in my eyes of how beautiful it was. <laughs> yeah. But oh, of, for of sure. The vibrance of it. For sure. Would you say it's like more yellow than the sun? or It kind of had like a gold look to it. I think it's going to replace gold. the sun. Like one of the most important product releases I think I've ever seen. I've never even seen it with my eyes. But oh, me neither. I've seen it with my ears now that you're describing it. And I can't even, yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like. The articles or something. Look They're poetry. It. They're special. Damn. This is I'm I'm just glad to be alive. We should probably end this. the pod right here. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of it for this episode. There's I'm no glad you uh, tuned in. No, that that yellow iPhone mid cycle release. I did a video like two, three years ago on mm -hmm. like mid cycle new color product releases. If you want to watch that, that's kind of the summary of uh the new yellow iPhone. It's yellow. Didn't the purple iPhone video last year get like five million views? Well, that's why I did the video. I was like, I usually wouldn't make a video about a new color of a phone, but if you just look down at the view count, you you understand why this video exists. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's um that was a thing. 
for sure. Wait, the, the, the purple iPhone show up on camera. So the purple iPhone was last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. The Time thirteen because Ellis has it. The thirteen mini. I, thought, I have the 12, 12 right? I don't yeah. think the 13 oh. came in. I think, in no, I think purple. the purple's 12. Oh. And then purple's there was like a red iPhone. Was it red? 7, 10? Not 10. It was the 7, I think, then, right? I, was, I just remember us getting that and doing an unboxing in like an hour and a half. Oh, and green. that video had like 5 million views. Yeah. That was crazy. The 13 you know, funny, was green. You know, it's actually funny, kind of some of these uh, these new colors everyone's like camera settings and everyone's color correction is a little bit different. Yeah. So you kind of have to like, if you watch three different videos on a new color, you might actually not really know what the color is because it'll look a little different in each video. And that's especially true with the red because it was a really saturated red. Yeah. And that notoriously will oversaturate the red channel of people's cameras and it will start to peak and then look pink a little bit when it was not pink at all. Fun fact. I can't prove that my red is the same as your red anyway, though. So. That's true. In my brain... I know what red is, mm. and I hope everyone listening and watching also knows what red is. It's just a different red. So. Yeah. Anyway, TikTok. On the clock. We, <laughs> we have a, a TikTok headline. So TikTok introduces paywalled content. Kind of a trend that we've seen on social media in general is enabling creators to make more exclusive content behind a paywall for smaller audiences. Like Twitter already does that. Um, Instagram actually already does that. Mm -hmm. And so now TikTok is doing that. I mean, YouTube does it also. YouTube, exactly. Mm -hmm. So so I'm just going to read the bullet points here and maybe we have some reactions to it. So it's called Series, which lets creators sell collections of videos that you can purchase. Each collection oh. of videos can have up to 80 videos in them. And those videos can be up to 20 minutes long. So creators can choose the price for the series. They can go between $1 and $190 to, to charge for their series. At launch, 100% of the revenue goes to creators, minus the app store and processing fees. Uh, and there will be a new series website to publish and track performance. That's it. It's just sell videos behind a paywall within the TikTok platform. Yeah, packs of videos, which is yeah. really interesting. Yeah, that's way different than what I was expecting. Yeah, and I mean, I'm assuming that they want it to be unique videos, but I'm wondering if creators would like sell, if they have like a, a, a series of videos that they already do, if they're just going to package them and then be like, you can buy. But what does it mean to buy a digital product, especially on TikTok, that you can already look at for free? It would yeah, have to be a unique it video. It would have to be a new video. Yeah, maybe you do like a series and you have parts one through eight are for free on your thing. But yeah. then parts nine and ten are behind the paywall or something like that. Or you could do like if you're a cooking TikTok channel or something, you could do like Recipes. we're going to do a Thai package. And mm -hmm. then it's like mm -hmm. 20 Thai videos. Yeah, it's an idea. Yeah. I went from seeing the, the title of this that you posted thinking this is an awesome idea mm -hmm. to reading this and thinking, I don't think this makes any sense at all. It's kind of like quick. Really? I mean, uh, so it's really, it's up to the creators to decide like what this extra content is going to be. So like when Instagram did this, you can be a paying subscriber or supporter of an Instagram page or whatever. And then there will be specific stories and posts that only paid subscribers see. So it might be similar photography to your other photos, or it might be special, you know, behind the scenes or something, like extra content, whatever. Same thing with YouTube. YouTubers can choose what they want to be just for the paid subscribers. So I want to, that's what I thought this was going to be, but this makes me think it's different now because when you're saying can charge between $1 to $90 for a series, it makes it seem like you are going to create a series of five videos, charge X amount of, say, $10 for that, for the and package. then just that series is unlocked. Right. Whereas like yeah. YouTube and stuff is you subscribe for extra oh, and then like 
you also open all the past stuff that was like that. So it is a little different. It's TikTok like should do that. A movie on Google Play yeah. movies or on on Apple TV, basically. Yeah, you're buying a digital product that only you have access to. It would have to be a really great video. Yeah, to pay yeah, for right. an individual video. I, I well, that's why it's there. I don't think they want it to be individual. They well, want guess, it to be multiple videos. Yeah, ideally, it's multiple videos. That's like yeah. harder. If TikTok did like YouTube subscriptions. I think it would make perfect sense mm-hmm. and allow 20 minute videos in there because then it can be like, I'm going to make my regular TikToks that got me popular, but I can also make some 20 minute deeper dives. Or if you could do paywall live streams where you could do paywall, like yeah. long Q and A's that are 20 minutes. And then whenever you subscribe oh. for that month, the, the creator gets, that seems perfect. It's like the Patreon model, right? Yeah. I think like the cooking example that I said before, I think that could really work. Cause you could do one TikTok video where like we're making pad Thai. I have a whole collection of like Thai food videos that you yep. can pay for. I was just going to say about like travel. You could do like one TikTok to be like, I'm going to Colombia next week. And then 90 videos about like the cool things to do there. And you yeah. just buy that series. I would argue you'd be better off making the TikTok that makes you yeah. popular and the YouTube long version of that. Well, I would argue you should and just you go on to... YouTube, period. I mean, but... yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess like, they're, they're trying to figure out a way to ma- to maximize the revenue that creators can make, which is like if I was going to pay I get that. I totally a... get that. Because most people don't subscribe to TikTok. Yeah. Remember, it's like usually for you page stuff for mm-hmm. most people. Mm-hmm. So paying to subscribe to a user might actually not feel as at home on TikTok. Uh, I think it feels more at home than doing weird charged like video on demand things. I mean, we're like about to, to pay out. for a one time. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like if they went the YouTube, the like YouTube subscription series or Patreon, like method or whatever like that would make so much more sense it's just that like you would be surprised at how many people will pay for people's courses on things that there's unlimited information about that thing on youtube already but people still pay for instructional courses yeah like that guy marquez brownlee he has like well it's it's usually (laughs) then tied to like trust of that particular instructor right and that platform where i just like tiktok feels like a not the same place i just feel like the other one feels way more tiktok-y and creator based than like this. Yeah, TikTok doesn't feel know. like a place I would go to pay for content. Pay for specific general. content, yeah. not even just like extra content. Yeah, it, I mean, it's cool that it's an option and I, I'm glad TikTok is thinking about ways yeah. to diversify a little bit in that way and offer it at least. And maybe somebody takes advantage of it and it looks really cool and people get ideas from it. I think, that's yeah. why I think it would be amazing if they did it the other way. You may be yeah. underestimating the power of parasocial relationships. I think you're overestimating. I, I feel like it. it feels less parasocial relationship if I buy a person's specific video rather than get like the mm. to open the curtain behind the scenes of Remember, like extra videos exists. that they will make. I think that's a different that is I think people it's, paying it's, for individual pieces of content because of the parasocial relationship. Oh that is individual pieces of content, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I or think, or, I think or it's a, I think it's a both. tougher it there's like a lot of different <clears throat> things going on there. That yeah. are a tad different. They're Whereas, like, different. like I think a perfect example is we've done we've done member only live streams, right? Like mm-hmm. that to me feels like now once a month I get this live stream where I am in a smaller category of people and a better chance to get in contact with this person. Engage that is primo sure. parasocial relationship. Whereas if I'm just buying an already created video that I get, to, I just only get to open those five of them. Feels like. Maybe almost someone, like another step away from parasocial. 
I don't know. Maybe someone gets creative and like offers custom videos on TikTok that you pay for before or you like ask to be made and then pay to unlock. You know, they can get creative with it. That's true. It might not just be here's a pack. Does anybody want to buy it? It might just be, hey, does anybody want to see a video on a certain set of things? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're interested. Okay, I'll make it. It's here for you to unlock whenever. That type of thing. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. People yeah, get creative with it. But. I, I do think it's funny that instead of just trying to figure out how to monetize TikTok with, with advertising, the way that YouTube Shorts is trying to do it, mm-hmm. TikTok is like, yeah, the creator fund isn't really working. Uh, can I, we figure out a way for the audience to pay for it instead of actually just trying to figure out an actual ad model? I do think it's like, especially 100% revenue, like basically is agreeing, hey, we're making plenty of money by ourselves yes, through I said our own for ads. now though yeah yeah so true. i like i, I like how successful it is i like the patreon model it lets smaller creators be able to turn things into a living because if you do have the super loyal base mm-hmm. getting that extra a thousand true followers basically exactly yeah, yeah. like that's incredible this yeah. is yeah yeah but this is almost like the model. opposite of that's why i think it's followers weird. that's why i think it's weird it's like you'll just find one follower every five minutes forever instead of a thousand <laughs> right now forever yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know i mean i don't know how much people stan each other on tiktok you know what i mean yeah that is the other thing there yeah. is a, a pretty notorious drop off in how connected you feel based on the platform like when people follow each other on instagram versus youtube Versus even something like Twitter or Patreon where you feel more connected. And then on TikTok, you're just sort of like scrolling people you don't know most right. of the time. So I feel like that that does make it. A, that's a new wrench in the dynamic yeah. of like how do you monetize this? I'm effectively a boomer because I don't even have TikTok. So I don't really understand the parasocial relationship on there. And I mean, I have... Uh, Instagram Reels, so I under I basically have so, TikTok. It's, but <laughs> that's the most boomer thing you could have said is I don't like this newfangled thing, but I do like watching it two weeks. Well, no, later. I don't <laughs> like watching it. I don't like watching it. Just forced upon me. Yeah, you know? I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not really sure the level of parasocial relationship that happens on TikTok. I would bet that there are some people that are insanely obsessed with mm-hmm. some of the creators on TikTok. Yeah, totally. Most so. of the best examples of successful TikTok creators that I've seen have turned it into a following on a different platform. Yeah. <laughs> so that says this something is true. about TikTok. This is true. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, they uh like they said they're taking 100% of the they're giving 100% of the revenue for now. That's great. To me that says we're going to see how this actually plays out. That's a if it ends carrot. up being successful, we take 30%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. All yeah. right. Andrew, I had a question for you. Actually, yeah. Are you, you remember how you said you were going to review everything mm-hmm. for a while? Are you still reviewing everything? Yes, but I'm like I've found that I need to give myself way more time to review things. That's and I like, w- because if I'm going to be this specific, which I also think plays into, uh, I don't want to go too ranty again, <laughs> but yes, I would, I'm trying things more often. I'm reviewing them. And I'm also just return, like I'm returning things and giving them bad reviews. Mm. Actually, there was a pair of socks I bought the other day and I got very upset. And then I got ghosted by the website. <laughs> and then, and then you left a review. Yeah, and then they refunded me another two weeks after that. Dang, dang. So, so my review's probably deleted. But oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. That my up my me. question, I have I have just been thinking. I have these several weird review scenarios happening to me at the same time that just made me think of like, how do I review this this product? And is and and am I just reviewing the product? Or am I reviewing the ex- the overall experience? Can I clarify real quick? You're not talking about like something we're doing for work. You're talking about like a more personal thing that you can review on a website. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they are actually personal purchases that I've made. Okay. So, so here's one of them. 
I bought uh, a year and some change ago a table, a marble, uh, like a like a small okay. counter height dining table uh, from Wayfair. I'll just name and shame. <laughs> I mean, Wayfair. I can already tell you two stars. Okay, so it was a great table, and it, it lasted like that year and a half or whatever. It looks great. It was sturdy. Everything I liked about it pointed towards like I never reviewed it, but if I did, this would be five stars. And then uh, a week and a half ago, it just broke spontaneously. Not quite full shattered like that uh, mm-hmm. tempered glass thing that we have, but I have a picture of it and we'll put it on the podcast where like the side of it just kind of like broke open. Like, like cracked, like, but like. Like big crack. Big crack, yeah. Like sharp, dangerous crack. Like fit your picky <laughs> up to your first knuckle crack. Yep. Nice. Yep. Pretty bad. <laughs> so this table just breaks out of nowhere spontaneously. I'm like, whoa, that's. That's really weird. Was it because it was sitting in the sun? I don't really know how to address, like how to diagnose the problem, but it clearly broke. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, I can't keep this table or keep using it. So I go back online and I start looking for other counter height, similar size tables that would fit the same look. And for like an hour, I'm going through all these other options. I'm reading reviews. Oh, this one's built cheaply. This one's plastic. This one doesn't, it's square instead of circular, all these other things. And you know what I landed on? The original listing for the you table that I bought. It. And I started reading the reviews for the table and everyone loves it. Nobody mentions it breaking. So I'm like, is is it still five stars even though it broke? I called them. I was a year and a half out. So they were like, oh yeah, it's out of warranty. So we can't mm-hmm. do anything. Sorry, you're kind of screwed. Not and I was like, all right, well, I need to buy another table. Am I going to buy the same table mm-hmm. because everyone had great experiences and it seems like nobody else is broke and maybe it was a freak accident? Or do I go with a different lower rated table? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably buy the same table. I might. Can, are you allowed to rev- to edit reviews on Wayfair? I, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't left my that initial would, review yet. Well, that would be interesting because if you're not then that doesn't necessarily mean all those people didn't have that issue. It means they left their review That's really early. Exactly. And it's in- possible a lot of people like built the table, set it up, and a week later they were like, I love this thing, and left a great review mm-hmm. and then disappeared. Yeah. And then everyone's table broke and nobody can adjust their reviews. Amazon Maybe. does let you review, edit, yeah. edit reviews. And I actually usually find those ones to be like, that's something I like to look for yeah, on three Amazon. Three months later. Yep. And they'll yeah. be like, update. And it's like, oh. That means mm. something important enough happens that either it got that much better or that much worse. And if that happens down the line and you're willing to go back and review it, that feels like major green flag to me. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. read that review. I'm submitting a review on Wayfair right now. Okay, So I reviewed this. <laughs> you didn't originally thing. review it, right? I didn't originally review it. Okay. But now that I've done that. Do, do your deed to the people. <laughs> also... If I, I would just not buy something off Wayfair, I would go for something Really? Else. No, I, I was looking at a bunch of other tables online on a bunch of other different websites. Like I Googled this specific type of table I mm-hmm. wanted and went through all these other sites and it landed me back on this one table that is on Wayfair. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Wayfair is just kind of like Amazon at this point where they're just bringing out a bunch of third party oh, yeah. garbage and yeah. making it look incredible. And it's all just like white labeled the same trash. And if one of them gets really good, I don't know. I submitted a review and it says pending review. So it's, oh, it's not even nice. on the what? listing yet. Nice. What'd you review it? I just I just submitted like a, a blanket that I got 
just put a five star thing and hit submit, and now it says pending. Are you Wait, you just five re- stars reviewed the table that broke? No, 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 no. Just a random it. other thing to oh, see if I could okay. edit a okay. review. Are you saying they have to review your review? It sounds like they're going to review my review. Uh oh. If you review you there, what if you review their review? David, no. David, no. We were in David. It was suddenly back in February. Like, what happened? Uh, I bought something recently. Period. Um, and <laughs> I'm probably going to review it <laughs> because it was way worse than I was expecting. Okay. What happened? Uh, so I bought some exercise clothes, um, cause I have traditionally only had one exercise shirt and one exercise pair of shorts. Uh, and I need more. So I bought some random, like no name brand on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, because it came with three pairs of like shirts and shorts. Funny enough. How do you pronounce that? I think it's by Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's B U I J Y A. All caps. Whoa. All, all caps. All caps. That's all, always. That's that's good. First off, red flag immediately. <laughs> Amazon listing. All caps. All caps. Company name. Red flag. Yeah. Immediately. But so it comes with three pairs of both a shirt and shorts. Red flag. <laughs> For thirty eight. I could have told you this. I could have reviewed well, this look, already. It's workout clothes. Like how bad could they possibly that's, be? Right? No, that's comparable to Old Navy Wait, pricing. Red flag. You don't buy socks in bulk? I The last I pair of pants I bought at Old Navy, I wore them immediately to a wedding, and my whole crotch just split open, and I had to do the whole rehearsal dinner with <laughs> oh my God. the pants just ripped down the center. So okay. I think coming in Sorry, a pack of I don't three love should be Navy. a yellow flag. Yeah. Well, Not a red flag. It was, pack of three. I thought value, because like, look, I'm just going to the gym. How bad sure. could these possibly... I just need to get them sweaty. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing I'm using them for, right? Mm-hmm. So I open the the package, and I, I wear them, and I, well, I go to wear them, and the pants are literally backwards. Like, the drawstring is, is coming through the wrong side of the pants on the back, and the pockets are backwards, too. And I, I was like... What? I walked yes. into the gym... <laughs> I walk into I the just, locker room and David's just like looking at his pants. <laughs> I was like, because like, I put them on and I tried to put my hands, I tried to put them on the way it looked like it should be. And then I tried to put my hands in my pockets. I'm like, these pockets are backwards. And then I realized, no, the the drawstring part is backwards. So I was like, Wait. that's weird. This brand like makes weirdly shaped pants. Hold on. And then I, so, can I cut you off? Saying, and I think the, it's just the question we all have. Yeah. Here. The drawstring and the pockets are facing opposite Op- direction. Opposite right. direction. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah. put, the, I thought you just had yeah. them on backwards. It sounded, if I'm like, being honest. <laughs> it just sounded like you had them on backwards. No, no, no. Yeah. The yeah, whole yeah. pants are backwards. <laughs> <laughs> My feet are facing this way, and the pants are facing the other way. Okay, well, so, so that, okay, look, okay. Yeah. So I put them on, and yeah, the, the drawstrings like in the back, like on my lower back, and I'm like, that's really weird. Yeah, right. So I just dealt with it, and and I thought like I guess this brand just puts the drawstring around the back, which is confusing cool and strange. Modern chic mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah, but then the next day I opened the the next pair. And they're the right way. So I'm just like, they literally made that part of the pant backwards. I think what what you need to do is use the backwards Mm. pants for core day. Because when you're doing sit-ups... The forward, the backwards facing pockets will prevent your phone from falling out when yeah, you're lying down. Well, then your tailbone will be on your the drawstring. No, 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 but because if the pockets are backwards, then the drawstring is the right way front. Oh, if I flip it around? Yeah. Well, so if, the pockets, if the pockets are... Oh, that's a good. Point. Are they side pockets or back boom? Pockets? They're side pockets. Oh, I, think I, I think I've turned this one star review to a five star. <laughs> feature. Okay. The other problem is that feature or a bug. Every single yeah, feature or bug. But it's only one pair of the pants because I bought six. Right, because you only have one core day per week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Feature. Um, 
<laughs> and then every single shirt just has tons of like threads hanging out of it oh, like it is bad. the lowest oh and i got a medium and they're like extra large they did look pretty they're big. so big <laughs> so anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna review um, i just i review this i it's think four, this four this is a learning experience here <clears throat> yeah. because the name of this <laughs> this listing is just the ultimate amazon red flag and i think we can <laughs> we can connect this to tech here i'm gonna read it for you right okay, okay. <laughs> Boyja men's workout clothes, athletic shorts, shirt set, three pack for basketball, football, exercise, training, running, gym. That's that, every Amazon listing. That exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. The more words <clears throat> in the title, the bigger the red flag is. I feel like. Yeah. The yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things about that. I think mm-hmm. I, w- I would probably be like, this is an Amazon. But listing. when you bought and it, the, it was a four point four star. Still is listing. It still is, which is not that no, bad compared. Like I was looking at value versus like ratings. Right. right? How many? And I was how like, many ratings is it? There are one thousand three hundred forty six ratings. I would I would take a, a shot on that. Yeah. I would right. That. Like the value versus rating scale. Yeah. I was like, yeah. But then I it's four point four. But then when you when you expand. Mm. the five star there's only 67 percent five star reviews and then is it like stratified evenly or is there a bunch of it? two and one stars? so it's 67 percent and then 16 percent oh it's 9%. like a percent yeah so but there's a you notice there's more a little more recent one star reviews actually star. though the reviews are pretty positive so this and is a tough one all this year yeah. did you get a fluke backwards elastic package and with like crazy oversized like you just got a weird bad one but that was only one pair of pants and then all of the other ones were still terrible quality and super oversized. Oh, this person leave. only got the shirts. They didn't even send them the pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you gotta so what are you gonna re- what do you what is your star I'm rating? gonna give this I was it was probably I was thinking two star because the sizing is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Like the backwards pant thing is like funny and weird and I don't really care. But like the fact that it's super oversized and the shirts just have threads like hanging out of them constantly. Yeah. It just feels low quality. Like it's I think bad. two star, even though again, they're just exercise clothes and I really don't care, but they managed to goof it up that yeah. bad. And if I could get it for the same price at old Navy, then maybe I'd do that. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm thinking about this table. I think I'm going to, <laughs> I think probably... you should go to a furniture store and look. Yeah, but it's going to be 20. That's a lot of work. I know me. it is. I know yeah. it is, but it's also a lot of work to, throw the like attempt to return this table or get rid of it and get another one and set it up yeah i mean i with a friend like i could go to a furniture store i just won't know if the table's going to explode by doing anything different (laughs) you might get a better warranty though yeah oh this time i'm i'm going to probably get the warranty that's more than one you can buy it yeah i'd skip the warranty i always skip the warranty that's my thing so i just i take good care of stuff but this one just exploded uh one other thing uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this another review? Another review. Okay, okay sorry. We wanna, yeah. Um, I bought a set of wheels and tires for my Tesla. Oh. So it's a site that just does wheels and tires for Tesla. Just wheels, actually. And they happen to sell a wheel and tire package. Okay. And so they ship you the wheels with the tires mounted already. I got the wheels. I went to a, a, a shop. They jack it up. They put the wheels on. And one of the wheels is one of the tires is flat. And I go, oh, you got to air up this tire. It's not I can't drive home unless you air it up. They air it up. I drive home next morning. Tires flat again. Uh, That's Mm. weird. I air it up. I come home from work. It's flat again. Oh, it's leaking. That's like the obvious answer. Uh, I go have it looked at at a tire place. And the cords like the seal around the rim is just leaking as if it was ripped during installation. Everything else about the rims, 
gorgeous wheels. I love the wheels. The tires are installed. Everything else about them is great. But I can't drive because <laughs> yeah, it has a flat. Broken, and I have yeah. to literally, and I probably will end up having to get another tire. What is the, what's the star rating? Well, you're this? all... I mean, it sounds like a fluke, right? I mean, they'll replace it, right? What's their return policy? I think that's what it'll depend on. I would wait until customer service. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you need going to need to get two tires to match? If you have to get new ones, he's going to mm-hmm. have to. No, they're all matching. Uh, I will have to. I'm guessing what I'm going to need to do is they, they damaged the tire when they yeah. mounted it. So I'll have to get one new tire and get that installed. That's wait. the second time you've had work done on a vehicle where they kind of damaged it a little yep. bit. Wait, wait, but you said the tires were installed already. Yeah, they mounted the tire onto the wheel and then shipped me the four wheels with the tires. Oh, on. yeah. So the company, not the place you got it installed at. Right. Okay, sorry. The, I thought the you company meant they that installed damaged. them just like took them they and put them on the car. It, for sure. Yeah. They didn't do anything bad. It's the, the shippers who like put the wheel and tire package together. Those are the ones I think that I need to. I would go through the customer service policy yep. and like wait for that. And then if they return it and it's good and it's easy and they're doing it for Five everybody, stars. then that's on you. That part's on you. But if, if the customer service is good, then it's five stars. To be fair, they probably shouldn't have sent one that was messed up to start with. But I agree. Yeah, I would do four. Four? Because that could... Mistakes happen, though. Yeah, but if, yeah. You, if you're not lucky enough and you don't have another car, you could potentially be missing days of work yeah. now or yeah. having to rent a car. Like, that's quality control. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would do, I would do four. Yeah, I can't give it a five. Okay. No. Yeah, it's also not... It's not subtle when you tear a tire and there's yeah, a leak a, in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um... Uh, yeah, so I'll give was, them benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that maybe something weird happened. It's tough to say because it's a slow leak, and so they could have like put it all on, and then everything looked fine. They aired it up, and then they shipped them. Yeah, and then they slowly lost air during shipping, and they never noticed. But I mean, I'm not a mechanic, but like I'm sure there are a litany of tools to make sure that the air pressure yeah. on the tires constant. I bet know? the person who did it in the back of their head is like, "I hope I didn't rip it." Oh, but they probably knew. Fire them. They probably know. Well, that's the end of my uh, <laughs> my segment of exploring weird uh, review scenarios. I think we should keep this up because I think we constantly have questions about, like, we review things professionally, but there's also, like, random things that we buy where we're like, how how do you review this? And like, backward weird. pants. Could we do yeah. a segment at the end where people send us in things that they bought that was they're gonna wondering be my joke. about reviewing? I was waiting for the trivia section to say that. Well, too bad. <laughs> my idea now. Check me, Adam. <laughs> so like people send in ideas of things that they want. People bought something and they send us what they liked and didn't like about it. And oh, we can that'd help be fun. Them. Yeah. Maybe on a slow week and end of the mm-hmm. off the rails. And only podcast, only weird say. things though. Not just like I bought a toothbrush. Like if you bought a toothbrush Careful what you and wish it for. came back. Yeah. <laughs> like I bought three sets of pants and one of them was backwards yeah. and the other one had like the shirts were too yeah, big. Yeah. I want to yeah, hear yeah. about all the weird, weird ones. stuff like that. Yeah. I like that idea. All right. Well, let's get into trivia. All right, Ooh, lights are back. Time. Yellow, like the new iPhone. Lights are back. Uh, Speaking I of mean, the new iPhone, biggest story of our time. Uh, that we <laughs> we were just talking about the yellow iPhone 14. As biggest news story of our time. Yeah, we like can't Marcus stop said. talking about it. It's the only what was on. the last yellow iPhone? I knew that's what you were gonna ask. Damn it! Oh, I know exactly what it is. Did you I look have it up? An idea. I know what it is. No, no, I just know it. Oh, I, have or, an idea. I think I, I know have what an idea. I'm gonna write it. Yeah, I'm going to write my notes. You're going to write it down oh, now. While we go to break, that confident. Yeah. Either way, ad oh, break yeah. now. You don't have to watch us write it, you know? Does anybody Just else have my pen? Ads. Anyway, we'll see the answers at the very end. Let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Support for this show comes from NetSuite, and that's exactly what NetSuite provides, support. But what they really provide is support where you need it, because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about this uh, AI feature. The yellow iPhone? This is a... (laughs) (laughs) This AI color. No, it's uh, Spotify has a new AI DJ feature. I have feelings about this i have thoughts i don't actually have this feature yet i've been trying to i've been reloading spotify you're on the only phone. one that doesn't have i'm it. somehow yeah, yeah i'm the only it. one who doesn't have this beta feature it's like the opposite of what <laughs> normally happens but I, hey okay i didn't have it until literally 35 seconds ago and you have it now yeah so like maybe i'll get it soon but here's what it is okay so you know what ai uh synthesized voices can be um AI DJ is basically like it'll play through a playlist, which Spotify can curate playlists, but it'll also include like a radio DJ voice that like talks you through the playlist as if you're listening to the radio or something. So it'll just be a guy going like, hey, I'm your Spotify DJ. Your first few songs are from your high school days because you listen to this artist a lot, plays a few songs. And then it comes back and it's like time to change up the mood. I have some more songs from the and That's just like a radio yeah. AI thing whatever it has some scripts that it reads yeah. i don't i i'm, I'm not going to use this ever I but like it's it. it's ai everyone who has a company has to do ai in some way so here's spotify's ai i'm gonna let david go on it <laughs> like let let david talk on his because so i was in your okay dms david likes it adam likes it marquez and i were super skeptical of it it's dumb I think I Ellis was skeptical you too. You no no you I've tr- I tried it all last night and all this morning. So you I have notes, but like I it. want you to talk about. It. I want you to talk, and then I'll show you my notes. Okay. So the <laughs> the voice map that of the guy that is talking to you, there's only one voice, but mm-hmm. it's based on one of their early employees. Okay. So they got like a lot of his voice, and then they he's got a DJ voice. Tech. He yeah. does. Yeah. Sounds like a DJ. <clears throat> um, and they got script writers and a bunch of other people to like kind of decide on how he was going to talk, how he was going to mix it around. But I, I really enjoy it because, like, I was just listening to it um, this morning, and then it's like, yeah, we're going to throw it back to the music you were really liking in 2018. And I was like, damn, this is kind of nice. Like, I mean, just, it was... how about you just play the song? Yeah, but it does it for me. <laughs> so, I mean, it, yeah. I think this is my, like, my initial thought was, that's cool, but it's because you have a playlist called My Top Songs of 2018. I do. And it's just playing that. And I, like, 
can go back to that. But like the fact that it's jumping around to a bunch of different stuff. That is the thing I like about it. And and like I think that we we're always on a sine wave of wanting more control and wanting less control. Mm -hmm. Like the reason that people watch there are like uh, what is it called that TV channel that just like cycles through TV, but it's on but it's streamed. I don't remember that. Do you um, remember Stumble Upon the website? Yeah, yeah that random. sounds like that. Oh, where I like, like random. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that people are in a phase where they kind of don't. They have over too much choice and mm -hmm. overabundance of choice, and they just kind of want to be served stuff. And the fact that like regular radio, right, has no mapping to you. It's yeah. like a billboard, right? Yeah. It's like you're going by a billboard. It has probably has nothing to do with your interests. Radio is the same way, and it's probably, if you're listening to 96.9 The Eagle, it's only going to play classic rock radio. But this one is tailored to the music that you've liked yeah. over the years, uh -huh. and you can hit the uh, DJ button to be like, I'm not really into this. And over time, it will better match your taste. So it's like a better version of what Spotify already does. Okay, so... I would like all of this uh -huh. without the DJ voice. I was going to say, so like, I, <laughs> I just like an endless there's playlist already, without the DJ voice. Yeah, there's like lots of good playlists. It's got like a hip hop mix that's tailored to my hip hop listen. So it's got a bunch of hip hop artists I listen to and then radio sprinkles in some more. Then there's a pop mix. Then there's a Kanye mix. Then there's a Drake mix. Then there's a Dead Mouse mix, a Muse mix. And they're all like, because those are things that I've listened to. And so it'd be cool to have like a throwbacks plus modern whatever, like, but I don't want the voice he, at all. He yeah. gives context too, and it's like so. I like. Yeah. I think we can. We all agree that Spotify is really good at making these playlists, right? Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. thing. Like Discover Weekly, all that kind of stuff is incredible. Like I, yeah. they do a great job at that, and the tailored to you part is super important. I do like the fact that he jumps between them. I kind of wish I could just say like, here's a bunch of playlists I have. Can you shuffle between playlists and then like, like mega do playlist. that without the the voice? That'd be cool. I think that would be cool. He sometimes talks a little long. He yeah. sometimes is a little quick. <laughs> yeah. He like <laughs> he okay. Has just bumps his head he, into the mic. Some <laughs> of the things he's saying is basically just like like the scriptedness of it is just essentially explaining the name of the playlist because it's like mm -hmm. here's the songs you liked in 2018. It's just popular 2018 songs to, that you listen to. I also have noticed with a couple bands or like artists, he's got a very grocery store self-checkout vibe where it's like, you really liked songs from 2018, so you're going to listen to Banana. And like, <laughs> it's just like, it says the name of the artist really, really? Uh, really? really? Some are, that some are totally fine. Some of them, they're... He, <laughs> They tried to pronounce Foo Fighters, and I thought they said Firefighters, and I was very confused. But Fire. which this brings me to my next point. The immediate thing I thought of this was: this is like radio. How are they going to bake ads into this? Oh no! Because it's, well, it's only for out. premium subscribers. So no, I already got something I think I could kind of relate to an ad, which is it was like you've listened to the Foo. You seem to enjoy the Foo Fighters, who are going to be starting their touring again blah 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 soon and then giving me close by tour dates which he, i can only gave tour dates gave me nearby tour dates because they're starting a tour again mm. and then that was the That's intro smart. to this like next five songs it played one foo fighter song and then four songs that were from a completely different genre so it really felt forced sorry just to enunciate the force i'll slam <laughs> the microphone but it really felt like pigeonholed in there to be like Foo Fighters are playing near you, and Foo Fighters that's, probably paid to put their tour dates on Spotify. Well, that's, that's exactly why I enjoy this so much. Yeah, because right now it's 
cute. It's cool. There's a voice. But with location data, with all the data Spotify has about you, with if I want to start a running playlist and just be like, I'm running. Give me the DJ hyping me up, yeah. playing with tempo songs that yeah. match my pace. Oh. Give me the weather while I'm driving to work. What's the traffic on my commute oh. to work? And I just hit the AI DJ and it does all this yes. because it know like that is where they're headed. I want this. I hope I don't because know. that I get it. I could see. I get it because they're never going to replace a human DJ. Yeah. Like, and like they were saying, it's like a human DJ is broadcasting to everyone. But if they could get an AI DJ to do the same things, but be very specific to you yeah, and your tailored routine, to you, yeah, useful. it's over. It's like the Google Assistant of your audio world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listening. Yeah, it's I get it. I yeah. Get it. I, get it. So, I have I have two more things that I noticed. Oh, sorry, do you have anything else to say? Because no, I feel like I just I took a bunch of no, notes because you ahead, told me to ahead. try yeah, this. Yeah, All right, I so one. Th- so I had two things back to back that were kind of weird. Okay, it brought up. Hey, here's an artist you used to listen to, but they've seemed to fallen out of your rotation. Let's bring it back. It was some like lo-fi playlist that I must have played when I was working once. Oh. So it was like really strange. So I immediately skipped all five songs. And then it like I must have skipped them too fast and it got confused. Cause then there's just 15 <laughs> seconds of dead silence with the but like my Android Auto said the DJ was up. And it just like didn't know what to say and <laughs> just DJ waited speechless. And then he just like came back. So it was like clearly processing <laughs> what it wanted to recommend me next. And that yeah. that I thought was kind of weird. But I, I have been trying to think of like what I think this could do. You're talking about like running tempo. I think it would be cool. Like I'm going on a 30 minute run. Can you pick songs that will end at 30 minutes like so yeah. you're not ending yeah. a run at a certain point or like that a warm-up cool. tempo yeah. then like right in the middle get really intense yeah 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 and yeah, yeah and basically yeah. but so here's here's a pitch that i have that i i think could be cool okay. we've all played pod quiz right mm-hmm. do you know how the first five is always music based and it's like play a clip of a song and you guess i think it's always my favorite part of pod quiz if the dj could somehow do something like i'm going to pick 20 songs that you might know and I'm going to play you clips of them and you can like play this in your car of like guessing the song and the artist and uh, like I think that would be really that's what cool. I'm saying this is limitless yeah. there's so yeah, many I think things that would be when do. you tailor things specifically to the user it makes the the possibilities yeah. a lot bigger okay let me let me propose another version of this to you and see if okay. it sounds absurd or not YouTube has a recommended page uh-huh. let's say in a theoretical world YouTube can put together a quick AI-generated 10-video playlist for you based on what it knows you like watching, and it's usually pretty good. But then also insert a video AI <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Alex goes, Trebek. Yeah, all right, <laughs> next video for you is going to be uh, a throwback that you used to watch when you were younger. Okay. It's me at the zoo. <laughs> and you skip a few too fast, Crazy and then frog. you get to the end of the playlist, and he just looks at you like, I wasn't ready for that, man. Hold up. <laughs> New video. Different mediums. I feel it's <laughs> I like the playlist, just minus the... The guy. I don't know. I Here, would like that. Here's they do my that at movie theaters. Yeah, but music you listen to over and over and over again. Videos you probably don't. Here, here is my counterpoint, and another thing I think could be interesting is I wish it was more interactive, potentially with voice, or it could be with forward and back buttons. Because in your car, it you you should not be controlling your phone. Yeah. I wish the DJ in some sense was like, hey, uh, we can either play oldies from the '70s or stuff you listened to in 2019, and I could like give it the direction or like scoot it in a certain direction because right now it really is just going all over the place like 
sending me summer 2018 into lo-fi beats into Dua Lipa is like a, yeah, that's wild. a crazy that like a vibe. Wild. It's, it's an it's interesting vibe. I do think that eventually they'll introduce some sort of natural language processing where you can interact with it and you can mm, be like, for I'm sure. kind of thinking of more like, I want some island vibes right now. And then it just is like, yeah, island vibes. We I heard like you loud and vibes. clear. You were listening to those in 2018. I heard you on island vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I... I, I, it's very beta. I think it's, there's potential. It's very beta. I think it has a lot of potential. Um, it's based on a company that they bought only a year ago, so they like implemented it very quickly. And I could see them doing a lot of like Chat GPT style natural language processing uh, okay. injection pretty soon. So I'm I'm down on the DJ as it exists now, but I'm you've talked me into its potential future. I think it has a I yeah, success. Look at the six. We did that. Yeah, we convinced Marquez of something. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad he can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me use the feature. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out here solely out of pettiness. When I was uh, applying to college as a high schooler, um, I applied to like this fancy business and technology hybrid program at a university I'm not going to aim. And I, uh, I wrote an entire essay about how Pandora's music genome project was worthless because all the important data as far as music went is going to be user data and listening data because you never like a song because you liked another song that sounds exactly the same. You like a song because of the time you heard it and who showed it to you. And I was like, whoever can collect all this data and use it is going to be the you know biggest player in the music industry. And I didn't get into this school. Wow. Dang. So I'm like- Shame him right now. <laughs> Name and shame. But somewhere there's a professor who read that who's like, I'm gonna teach this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so I won't name them. It rhymes with Sh University of Schmother and Schmalifornia. <laughs> <laughs> I love naming and shaming. Yeah. I like, I love shaming the schools I didn't get into. It's my favorite. Stanford. Cornell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> it's whatever. Man. It's no big deal. Northwestern. Uh, <laughs> so there's- one other thing we wanted to mention, which is a not it's not AI, is it? It's a Microsoft machine Edge learning. machine learning. So slightly adjacent. It's super resolution. Adjacent. Uh super resolution video. Yeah. This okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pitched this to you this morning about talking and yeah. you had some strong thoughts. Well, Do you want me to read the the yeah, yeah, yeah. the and then you can sure. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So very quickly. Edge is introducing a new feature that can use machine learning to upscale online video content to create higher resolutions. The videos have to be 720p or lower. They can't be DRM protected. So Netflix, Hulu, HBO, stuff like that, probably mostly YouTube videos. Um, and you have to have some certain uh, hardware requirements. So like a 20 series or higher or, or an RX 5700 or higher. Mm -hmm. um, then it also says Microsoft has not mentioned if VSR can boost 720p resolutions to full 1080. Which we're just like what? out there. Yeah. Um, I know David's worked with video resolution yeah. upscaling stuff before. Yeah. So like that's why I kind of saw it interesting and like in an ideal world, if I can play me at the zoo at a higher resolution a or like old stuff like that, yeah. sounds cool. Uh, for, before you, I know you really don't think this is ever going to happen. <laughs> how is your uh, the like, video upscaling yeah, stuff? Yeah, how is it? Uh, it does really bad with hard edges. So text is terrible. It okay. kind of looks like if you put into Dolly to like make a sign that says something and you know how the text is just like random <laughs> letters all scrambled and kind of like they don't really have hard edges. Mm -hmm. I remember upscaling for a video we were working on uh, the original Apple key, like iPhone keynote because it's only available in like 240p. Yeah, you've done it for me before for yeah. a couple podcast things. Yeah, and I upscaled it to 4K and like 
Steve Jobs looks great. The theater looks great. Everything looks kind of great. But all the presentations on, on are the screen impossible. are just the text is just totally scrambled. Yeah. So we, we've upscaled a few of the videos we've posted on the waveform Twitter from 720p to 4K. And no one's like noticed or, or said anything. Yeah. Like that. And also it's gotten way better recently. Um, the to- I used Topaz video AI for that before. And I think that within the last year or so, all of this video upscaling stuff has gotten way better. Like NVIDIA has dynamic yeah, super resolution mm-hmm. and all this different stuff. And I'm just throwing this out here. I have no proof of this, but I think one reason they might be closing the edge upscaling to older stuff is because I find when I try to upscale things that were shot on film or shot on analog video, it can't make sense yeah. of what it's seeing like it try i think it's, it's random only, noise instead of well uniform. i think it's probably trained on high resolution like 4k digital video so like yeah. the soft lines and the noise and the subtle color banding it just freaks out because yeah. it, it has no reference yeah, of what that's supposed to look it. like yeah that makes sense yeah yeah my my take on upscaling is it's generally not good generally so i've used various and i think also this is this is source dependent so upscaling, like I've seen a lot of really uh, like interesting demos of upscaling video technologies on a TV. And it's like, I will play a 720p video on this TV with the TV's upscaling technology turned on and it'll look like 4K. And then I play it and I'm like, it looks like sharpened 720p. Mm-hmm. I know what that looks like. So I've never looked at uh, the result of upscaling and thought, wow, mission accomplished. It looks like the higher version, high res version. Um, and I think that also applies to audio where like the worse your source is, the harder it is to do a good upscale. So like me at the zoo, 240p, mm-hmm. 480p video, whatever it is, will never look like new modern digital video because of the way it was captured. It just, there's other than like really severely altering it, there's no way to make it look like normal 4k video. I think with diffusion, you can do that though. Because like th- they yeah because you, then you're like generating and, and yeah. adding yeah 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 versus so just think, like sharpening you and should, that can look good yeah the 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 old upscaling I would completely agree with you that like a few years ago upscaling looked pretty trash but mm-hmm. some of the most recent examples that I've seen have been actually quite good and I don't know whether they're using diffusion or whatever but I think that there are new AI models that do it a lot better yeah. So. I have yet to, I, w- I would really love to see like some of this in action. We I should, we should try it on edge. Yeah, we, we should try this. This isn't out yet. Oh yeah. But we can try it on some of the other, the NVIDIA or Topaz you said you were using. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I want to try the, the, no, I do want to try the edge one. one when it comes out. Yeah. Um, it's not out quite yet. Yeah. I, it, one thing to think about though, I think though is like, I don't think 720p is going to look as good as 4k, but if 720 can look 70% it can look as a close better. to 4K, it'll still look way better than 720. Like, we should test it with your your uh, HP laptop video. We should upscale that bad boy because that's rough lighting. And I think the tonality is still going to look exactly like yeah. that quality. You won't of get video. more dynamic it'll range. Just be you won't yeah. get more. Yeah, it'll be like a like a nice sharpening filter. Yeah, with like a little more detail in some of the finer lines, maybe. So now we need your YouTube DJ to play old YouTube videos <laughs> upscale, upscale. So then we can just flashback YouTube. Remastered. Here's one yeah. you were watching Remastered. a lot in 2007. <laughs> HP Elite Chromebook <laughs> yeah. Remote Review. Minecraft tutorials. Tutorials are good. Yeah, That's funny. All right. We're going to take another quick break to talk about the top 10 phones in the world in 2022. Objectively. Objectively. But first... 
All right. So last night, Andrew, Adam, me, a few other people went to a hockey game, a New Jersey Devils game. Thank you. So I thought today would be a fun week to do a tech hockey collab question. Let's go. I finally might have the advantage. I get it wrong. So, maybe. Uh, the NHL has an official app for players and coaches. It's called SAP-NHL. It runs on iPad. And it gives all sorts of like live statistics, live insights. It's actually like the kind of data it provides is super duper cool. Yeah. Um, but the trivia question today is on game day at the arena, how many iPad Pros is each team allowed to have? Okay. Maybe. I might have an answer. That's also an interesting question because the Flyers coach banned all iPads off of their bench. So is the, are the Flyers paying? Up of their I don't know. I don't know about hockey. <laughs> I know nothing no, about right. sports. Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization. I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte. Team up. Fight on. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back to the official countdown 
of the top 10 best smartphones of 2022. And by best, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean most unit sales globally of the year. Number the year. one is the yellow iPhone. I mean, no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. But 100%. Well, we have 2023 is lost already. Yeah, we already know how this year is going to go. But this is 2022. Um, so this is a, this is a, some data gathering from a site called CounterPoint. And they've actually broken it down into a pretty interesting chart, which is every single month. Uh, we have the top 10 for the year, but then for every month, how many, where on that list each one of them was. It's rank, yeah. It's rank for the year. So it's really cool. So. Let's just, I think we're just going to put this chart on screen so you can see this real quick. And for our audio listeners, I'll just break it down. Our top 10 smartphones starting at number 10 is the Samsung Galaxy A03. Number nine is the iPhone SE. Number eight is the iPhone 14 Pro. Number seven is the iPhone 14. Number six is the iPhone 12. Number five is the iPhone 13 Pro. I'm sensing a trend here. Yeah. Mm. Number four is the Samsung Galaxy A13. Number three is the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Number two is the iPhone 13 Pro Max. And number one is the iPhone 13. This was surprising for a couple reasons to me. Number yeah. one, this is global. Yeah. So this, I mean, this is, I would expect this in the US, right? Mm, for sure. But yeah. there are a lot of other markets and a lot of other regions where I don't expect to see much on the premium iPhones like at all like a lot of countries a lot of regions just don't buy premium iphones like that um and that also we don't see premium phones from other manufacturers that are competing with the iphone so then you look at the month to month and it gets even more interesting uh obviously the iphone 14 series didn't come out till september so they don't have anything listed on there on this list until september uh, where the iPhone 14 Pro Max debuted at number one and was number one for September, October, and November, and then gave up its spot to the iPhone 14, um, and it stayed at number two. So the Pro Max is the one that's actually selling the most volume, and it sold so much volume in those four months that it became the number three best-selling yeah, phone the on the year. planet for the entire year. That's insane. That is a lot of volume. I mean, obviously, Apple sells the most volume right at the beginning of the of the release, but that's gigantic yeah um then the 14 pro sells a lot the 14 the 13 people are still buying the iphone 12 in such mass that in january it was the number four best-selling phone of the entire month in march it was and march in the world and april and may and june and july it was all top five every single month people just buy iphone 12s regularly that's insane i mean the iphone 13 the <laughs> One, 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 <laughs> one, 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 two, four, four, four. So people That's continue ranking. buying the That's iPhone 13. Crazy. crazy, yeah. Yeah. This is like also really disheartening for like Samsung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if you're Samsung, first of all, you wish that your premium phones would sell in the same mass and be your most popular phones. But clearly here, it's the A13 and the A03, which are like a $190 phone and a $100 phone selling the most volume and number two instead of buying a cheaper android phone people are buying old premium iphones right, iPhone which is 12. really interesting like people would actually go buy an iphone 12 at what i presume is not a very steep discount from what we know about apple's pricing yeah um they'll keep it in the lineup drop it by maybe 50 to 100 bucks you know when they put the like graphic on stage so yeah this is 
It feels this crazy because like the amount of phones that Realme and Redmi a and lot, like, all of these guys make so many variants of all their phones, and you would imagine that they would ship like hundreds of millions of units. And in some markets, they they, they do, do. So, like in, yeah, like in India, they sell like crap loads. Yeah, in China and like Huawei I think that, phones. That yeah. is probably part of it, though. Is like because this is by model when Samsung and Realme and all oh. have like. 30 models, models and then those 30 models each year or That's whatever possible. like it's so much so There's one so interesting variants. thing about this graph is mm. between the third spot and the 10th spot is 1.7 percent to 1.1 percent so like yeah. 10 to 20 could be neck and neck and that's where we could see mm -hmm. a bunch of other samsung phones a bunch of other realme phones the other thing here though is the number one spot is five percent of total market share globally was the the iphone 13 yeah and then the next closest was half of that yeah Apple totals about 15% of all global market share with these charts. So this this is a type of chart then that favors Apple because they have so few models yeah. mm -hmm. and that they're not the number one uh, global manufacturer of phones by volume. I mean, yeah. they might be like number three or something like that. Yeah, I think Huawei sure. surpassed them for a while a number of years ago, but now I'm right. sure they If it was by, by volume... I almost wonder if they could. E they would even be top five now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were, but you think of like, Huawei, Honor, Realme, yeah, Samsung, Oppo. There's just so many phones. Samsung, yeah. But they have so few models that in order to get a model at the top of this list, it's easier. It, it's easier when they have less models. So yeah, it's still like Samsung still has like clear flagships like S23, 23 Plus, and 23 Ultra are kind of like their flagships in the same vein as these iPhone flagships, but they didn't crack the 1% mark, so they didn't end up on this list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does still seem like Apple has a huge amount of market share. Like, Samsung is a, is above them uh, with, let's see, Q1 of, let's see, Q4 of 2022. Oh, Apple was above them. I don't know. Yeah, they, they sold 70 million phones of Q4 in, of 2022, and Samsung sold 58.3 million phones. You which, know, also... Yeah. Another stat that just keeps blowing my mind more and more is in the U.S. how dominant they are among young people. So, like, you think of, like, what's a dominating market share for a smartphone in any one country? You'd think, like, 50% for one company is pretty crazy. That's 60% is crazy. 70% is, like, dominant. And then the numbers of, like... Uh, people in the U.S. ages like 18 to 24, 18 to 24, it's like, no, it's like 90 plus. It's like an insane percentage of people who specifically get pressured into the iPhone and the ecosystem, because not only do all their friends already have one, but their parents have one. And it's just like the communities have them. And it's just it's just the phone in the U.S. Well, it went up from I'm trying to remember the years, but within a five year span between, I think, 20, 20 14 and 2019, it went from 40% of 18 to 24-year-olds in the U.S. owned an iPhone to yeah. 75%. This is just a recent article I pulled up from Phone Arena. According to uh, their survey, 9 out of every 10 teenagers in the in the U.S. own an iPhone. 87%. 9 out of every 10. 87%. 9 out of every 10. That's, That's insane. Most people yeah. in, in like that <laughs> age bracket, like 13 to 19 or whatever. So. It's crazy. It's crazy how dominant they are in this one country, but then it is kind of eye-opening to see a global chart where it I think translates. The, the global thing is what surprised me the most here because I know we talk about Apple a lot because we're U.S.-based, but I, we clearly get a lot of comments that's like, Apple's not big where I am. They're way too expensive or like import fees, all this stuff. And like, But I think it said they're most popular in U.S., U.K., 
Germany, France, and China. Mm-hmm. And like, if you just really can dominate a few markets, you really can dominate global sales. Like, it's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think that really shows the power of the ecosystem lock-in, especially in that age group. Like, if you're not able to use the thing that the social dynamics of the other people your age use, you're going to get outcast, and that's the worst age to get outcast in because you're trying to make friends, you're growing as a person, and it just it's Strong. a it, it's a Ouroboros that eats its tail because it the more people that get pressured into getting an iPhone, then they become part of the amoeba that pressures other people to become part of their amoeba, and eventually exactly. the smaller amoebas just get completely eaten, and it turns into one. And they giant. grow out. Into crabs. <laughs> We're all back to crabs. That's a that's yeah. a deep cut. But yeah, I don't know. It's like it makes sense that in the last five years, the uh, the market share has grown that much in Apple's favor because they're the most ecosystem forward brand. Mm-hmm. And because they already have a dominance, that's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And there's going to be a day where there's like... 99% of teenagers have iPhones in the US. That's that's always been a, an interesting question is like can any other brand crack this because you can obviously emulate the same pressures with your own ecosystem but you also have to get switchers. So like Samsung can build a really strong ecosystem and they have like you can get a Samsung laptop that talks to your Samsung phone and has Samsung services and it has their own version of AirDrop and their own all this stuff like works really well together. Huawei does the same thing, Oppo does the same thing, but you also have to balance the the people who are already in a different ecosystem and get them to switch into your mm-hmm. ecosystem which is way harder mm-hmm. so i think it's tough to like pick someone cracking this and like actually starting to turn over market share and get into what apple's doing yeah. well in the fragmentation of the fact that like yeah you can have a samsung phone and you can have a samsung laptop but it's actually a microsoft laptop because microsoft makes the software this is true and just the the level of e- of parity between those devices if they're not made by the same manufacturer is just always glitchy and buggy and never really works that well because like what is microsoft's incentive to make this random samsung pairing app any good yeah and it'll be a samsung laptop with an intel processor exactly and the other yeah microsoft's os and Mm -hmm. it's like you look across the aisle and it's an apple chip with an apple computer with an apple piece of software on it and like an apple phone of course they all work (laughs) great together like apple architects things within the hardware to be software features that work well with their other devices yeah you can't do that if you're fragmented as a device yeah so it's tough anyway Yeah, Yeah. they're pretty good at this huh yep People always ask, like, oh, wow. Well, there's always a, there's always the, like, wow, you guys do a lot of iPhone videos. And then you look at, uh, <laughs> we were joking about the iPhone, the yellow iPhone being the biggest story of our time. Joking? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, of course, it is the biggest story of our time. But Thank it's like, you, you wonder first. why so many, uh, we were talking about the, this is another thing I could make a video about if I really got if I really wanted to, Do I, don't it, actually, you I don't actually <laughs> want to, but about um, YouTube channels, because there are so many YouTube channels. There are now increasingly fewer ways to differentiate yourself in the YouTube ecosystem. And so you see like back when I started, if you were a tech YouTube channel, that was enough of a differentiator right. for you to be like, oh wow, you do tech, you do videos, but you do tech videos. That's really interesting. I haven't seen that. And now there's a bunch of tech videos. So now there's people who just do smartphone videos or people who just do software or just do productivity inside of tech. Yeah. And now we're so saturated that there's just like, what can you latch on to to just you know sort of drag yourself above the noise and and all the saturation and yeah. i think a lot of people find that just making apple videos is just 
Yeah, people are interested in works. Apple. There's yeah. always a popular Apple product around. We might as well just hook onto that. We're like the menorah fish on the side of the shark, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I don't know if there's a video essay in there somewhere, but that... I think that's, that's real... even too saturated at this point. Apple channels? Now you need to unbox iPhones right. while jumping out of a plane. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. true, because there's going to be a, a bazillion Apple videos, and, and if you're not on the first page of search, you might as well just... I mean, is Bing AI ever going to find you? Nope. Probably not. Steal your content. Yeah. Quick so. check, by the way. It's not a menorah fish. What R- is it? Remora. 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 Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I got a like biofactor like on. Kill me. I can't believe I got... I'm sorry. Thank you for Centaur that. Fish. Thank you for that. So, yeah. It's a real thing. The iPhone, turns out, is a pretty popular phone. I can't wait to tell my grandkids, like, in my day... We had Android we phones. We had Android phones. <laughs> Shut up, Grandpa. It's time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandpa. Let's get you to bed. <laughs> Two different charging ports, and you had to pick one. Android's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed. No, the... There are ancient manuscripts that detail the Samsung Galaxy S23 there is an, Ultra. There is a... <laughs> it's like Book of Eli. <laughs> there is a super, Samsung, super old... Um, super old carcass of a video idea in the video board, which is, is the iPhone the most successful product of all time? And I started like writing down others that could possibly compete with it. One of them is... Sliced bread. Well, so it has to be a company who's made a product. Ford, uh, and Ford. Then, I was gonna say, and Ford. then tech is in a, is tech is one of the things that iterates every year. So you have newer and newer versions of the product, so it keeps getting sales. Ford F-150. So Ford Model T doesn't really have a modern equivalent that I can say. Oh, it's one of the most like successful products ever. It turns out Toyota Corolla every single year is one of the best selling cars on the planet for a long time. Yeah. You could make an argument for that, That's or F-150. F-150. You could make an argument. Some others I saw, um, Lipitor, a drug product that's just been popular and useful to people for a long time. Penicillin. And then some other random I... dark horses like the Harry Potter series or um, just another, ran- just like a Pokemon. one-off thing. Pokemon, yeah. like, like one-off media entities, which are really interesting. But I ultimately kept going back to the iPhone. I think the iPhone is probably hands down the most successful individual product ever yeah i love harry potter (laughs) (laughs) i I love harry potter it is like my thing i have tattoos for it and everything it doesn't hold a candle to the iphone (laughs) it's just like cultural impact was probably a higher spike for harry potter but just iphone yeah i don't know i don't know I still meet people that are like, oh, I've never read the books. Oh, I've never watched the movies, blah, blah, blah. So maybe like, in its heyday, Harry Potter in its absolute heyday was like every kid. It's like Pokemon. Were, was standing outside the store waiting for the book to drop. Or yeah. at least. Just like the iPhone. <laughs> or at least knew about it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, it was yeah. like a, it was a book instead of a $100, $500 thing. Everyone yeah. knew about it. But then it's got to get translated in all these languages. And it's got to be international, too. I'm just like, the, iPhone, like the iPhone. Yeah, but I'm looking I think at it's hard to, to like compare. It starts new economies, almost. Like, right. the iPhone started so many new sections. It, of is, like, it is the reason Apple is what it is. Yeah. And then they have all these other businesses that are built on top of the iPhone being popular, yeah. which is just like <clears throat> the iPad, Apps, the App all, Store. The entire App Store. Like, all of that is yeah, from AirPods. iPhone. Yeah, exactly. I think it's hard to compare product to, like, story-based entertainment too. Yeah, that I was think, like a dark horse. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like uh, the products, Apple Watch like, is the most popular watch on the planet. It's an iPhone accessory. Yeah. yeah. It's what yeah. it is. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah, I think the iPhone. And AirPods are like one of the biggest companies in the world on their own, right? If you were to map out all headphone companies, like Sony makes headphones, so we consider them a headphone company. Uh, Audio-Technica makes headphones, among other things. 
Um, I think AirPods would be like a top five like headphone company. And Sony makes movies. Yeah. <laughs> like they make yeah. a lot of stuff. Nintendo and you just is bigger than all of Sony too, the, um, which is kind of. AirPods as their own standalone business are about as valuable as Netflix yeah. in its entirety. So I, I think they, if they were their own company, they would be actually they would one be of top. the biggest. Yeah. 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 It's insane. Yeah. And, and they're, they're just, an iPhone accessory. They're an Apple product. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the more you know, I think we've talked about it. I was thinking about making this video, but it also kind of felt just like if I make it's a whole tough. video about why the iPhone is the most popular the most successful product on the world. How much did they pay you? It just feels like I'm just patting them on the back like, congrats, guys, you did it. You yeah. really did it this time with the iPhone. Take a victory lap. Make a yellow one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they wouldn't dare. So it is what it is now. It's a podcast thought. I think that's appropriate. Pod thought. Hashtag. Yeah. David wants to talk about, well, yeah, just yeah. Ultra, yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's kind of a quick thing. Uh, yeah, I guess this is perfectly <laughs> what we just talked about. Yeah. Um, Realme shipped its first phone that has its like a extremely dynamic island ripoff that it's it's like it's not just like a, a ROM that you can download yeah. or a, an app that you can download. It's literally a feature on this Realme C55 phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? The thing is, like, Apple can't really stop manufacturers from, like, making software things. It's no, just I a software thing on the screen. It and looks... it, it's cool. Like, it's a, it's a good idea, right? Yeah. It, I think that the hype behind Dynamic Island is probably one of the reasons that the iPhone 14 Pro Max sold so many units. Like, it's a very simple feature that got a lot of people invested. Now, what I wanted to talk about with this specifically is that, one... Uh, People have been complaining since the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max launched that still not that many apps take advantage of the API. Um, But even less apps are going to be made (laughs) for this one. Because this is not like, this is not like there's an Android API that can take advantage of Dynamicon. It'd be like, Realme would have to be like, hey guys, uh, Uber, uh, the C55, the the Realme C55. Like every single time a company releases like, a fringe product there they always go like and we opened the api so anyone can make anything like razor's done this a ton of times with like their weird products mm-hmm. and nobody makes anything it's tough and the fact that apple can't even get enough manufacturers to make stuff for that dynamic island it's like yeah real me is just gonna yeah. there's gonna be system information charging animations whatever the charging animation looks it looks dope terrible wow <laughs> <laughs> wait i haven't seen it so i don't know what to think right look now look at this tell me this isn't a tenth of as good as what Apple's is. And I'm saying that because but they chill. wrote SuperVook yeah, in the charging animation. How could you... It says SuperVook. Why would you put that on the and top also, of the phone? It, you know what's funny, too, is it says 99% right next to the battery icon that says 99%. Exactly. This it's is... Just, yeah. This is what I would call Redundant. in my day a poor use of space. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, the space is there, right? It's a software feature. This yeah. is funny because it's just a regular webcam hole punch cutout. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do yeah. like like having stuff at the top as basically like quick switch. I think that's what cool was cool about Dynamic Island. They needed to do it more so in on the full pill cutout. If you're gonna do all this for charging, why is this also here? Know, oh, I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about charging. I I agree with you on that yeah. one. Um, I, but yeah. I think to what David said, like, and it's not even necessarily Realme's fault. It's not Samsung's fault. It's Android in a million different specifications mm-hmm. where like to ask a developer to do that is like, please hire an entire new branch of this development yes. in order to get it to work. So if it's not working on Apple, which has like two models that are exactly yeah. the same, 
where it's so much easier. And we see this in a million different apps and it's just an unfortunate side effect of the Android. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the reason that there's still not that many dynamic apps that take advantage of Dynamic Island is because Yes, it's Apple. Yes, it's the iPhone, but it's still only two models of the iPhone. Yep. Yeah. I would bet you that when the iPhone 15 comes out, especially if Dynamic Island comes to the regular model of 15, we're going to see every app manufacturer taking advantage for it. of uh, trying to find cool app developer to do it. Yeah, there. yeah. There's a couple so. cool ones now. My weather app does it. Uber does it. Spotify yeah. does it. So we'll see. We'll we'll see more. Yeah. Um, super super teaser. We kind of have some of our own firsthand experience in this now too, which is kind of interesting. So it is what it is. It's a it's a shameless clone, which yeah. is what The Verge called it, and I agree with that. Um, but that is it. Okay, that that concludes our <laughs> iPhone uh, section of the podcast. Yeah. Wait, uh, but did we talk about the yellow iPhone yet? Oh, right. There's I a trivia forgot. question based on the yellow iPhone. Oh, is there? Well, then let's yeah, well, do yeah, trivia. We read it already. <laughs> oh, right. I did that already. Okay. Anyway, the last trivia question. All right, so trivia time. Quick update on the score. Of course. Marquez has eight. Andrew has seven. David has ten. That's right. David's in the lead. That's oh, right. wow. That changed. Yeah, Andrew, you got you to gotta get on it. You yeah. Catch up. All and right. also, before we do trivia, we did hear feedback, and we are going to make this much faster. We are doing yep. very strict time limits, and we will try and cut out dead space, so you will just hear the question, <laughs> and you will hear the answer, and you will like it, and you will rate it well, and you will not listen to my rating restrictions, and you will give it five stars. You're welcome. Thank you for that very concise explanation. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> We're making this longer than it needs to be. <laughs> I've already written. We could have just had the delay in the trivia, but now we delayed the entire show. It's future-proofing. I've written my answers. Next. First question. Yeah. So, just got the yellow iPhone. What was the model number of the last yellow iPhone? Model number? Yeah. The model. The model. Oh, Not wait. number. Oh. I mean, same thing. What, what was the last iPhone that was yellow? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you have until the end of this music to write down your numbers or answers. <clears throat> okay. They're not numbers. I just may have confused myself a little, but yeah, we wrote it down. <laughs> no, Adam. Every, I, I did not change mine. You changed yours from before. I'm just saying. I what? I, mine's still what I wrote the first time. You're changing it? You better hurry up. We got about three seconds. Add. Okay. All right. Flip them and read. Okay. I had to really think about that one. Oh, I... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. iPhone. iPhone. I wrote iPhone 10R. Oh, that's, no, that's not no. the latest. Nope. I wrote 10R. Really? Nope. iPhone 5C. No. Nope. Is there a 12? iPhone 11. 11 was, it was the last yellow. That iPhone. was the, the one that really? the last okay. one that came with. Yellow. Okay, because the 11 was when they first didn't they basically the first time they made the pros like quite a bit better. So the 11 was. Almost just like oh, an 11R. Yeah, R. yeah that's why. Yeah. Oh, you know what's yeah. funny? I thought about that too because the 11 always skips my mind. I always forget it exists. The 11 was basically the 11R, but they just like shifted everything forward. Yeah, it was the 10RS. Was 10RS. Yeah. All right, next question brought to you by... Oh, I really thought I had that. Ellis. No. In a regulation NHL hockey game, how many iPad Pros is each team allowed to have? What is it called, Andrew? Is it a bench? Bench, in, in yeah. little so like in one team's bench, how many iPads are allowed in that bench? Not assuming it's two because there's two benches, right? Not in the arena per how, bench, per team. Per team. Okay. How many iPads are allowed on game day in the arena? Per team in the arena on game day. This Wait, is shot in, in the, the arena? On yes. game day. No, no. I'm in team. the bench, I thought. Wait, per team or not per team? Per team. Okay. 
on the bench, or is this including I like up their actors? Because they have like analysis people outside of the bench. This is uh, on the bench. Okay. Final, final answer. A bench, if you guys want context, a bench holds three coaches and 20 Here, players. Here's the reason right it's important. Time. Because <laughs> during the week outside of game day, they are allowed X number of iPads per team. All right. Flip them and read. Okay, Why? Great. Did you write O2? So I oh. wrote zero okay. because I thought it was a trick question because like the NFL doesn't allow any iPads because they do services. <laughs> but then I changed it to two. <laughs> okay. That's you wrote NFL. two. That is the kind of question I would write. But that no, is a yeah. great. I wrote three. Okay. I wrote four. Let's nice. go. Baby. So on game day, <laughs> they're allowed four, and through the rest of the week, they're allowed two per team. Yes, interesting. That's exactly I, what my thought did process was. Did you know was. that, or did you just get a nice little guess? Well, I originally wrote two, and then I didn't. And then Ella said they go up on. I game almost day. changed to four when he said that, but I just. I know. assumed one for each side of the bench and one for the coach. One of the coaches. Mark has take us home, please. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Uh, please suggest topics for future questions so that we can catch up to David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Bye. Waveform was produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Rovin. We are partnered with Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro outro music was created by Vane Silk.